When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein, and today I have with me Gabrielle Stone. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on the show today. I'm so excited to talk to you about everything that you're doing in your whole life. All the things, all the things. There's lots. (laughs) Yes. And you guys, you are in store. She not only has an amazing story, but you're also, you're really just, um, you deliver your, your message in such a entertaining way, but just by being you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I've, I've found that the best way to communicate any message in this life is with authenticity. So I, I strive to do that. And I think it's been well received that way. Yeah. I mean, and every, you guys are going to hear her story, but one of the best parts about you is that you're so relatable. And I think that's why your book has been so successful. Your podcast has been so successful and, and just everything. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're so welcome. So I'm going to read to you guys a little bit about Gabrielle and her story, and then she's going to tell you all about it. So Gabrielle Stone is no stranger to the world of entertainment. Growing up on set with her legendary screen queen mother, Dee Wallace, she was in Cujo and E.T., she had days of licking off mommy's fake blood and watching behind the scenes movie magic. Seeing the world with mom and dad gave her the travel bug at an early age until Gabrielle experienced a real-life horror when she lost her father suddenly at age seven. After many years in the industry herself, Stone transitioned from meaty acting roles to writing and directing. Her award-winning film, It Happened Again Last Night and After Emma, gained her awards for writing, directing, and acting. But she had a bigger role in life that would soon present itself. Freaking badass. After the rug was vigorously pulled out under from underneath her, when her husband's affair came to light, she found herself falling into the arms of another man. After a second failed attempt at love and a massive heartbreak, she decided that instead of landing flat on her ass, she made it her career. So came the birth of the book, Eat, Pray, FML, where she shared all the mistakes, all the lessons, and most importantly, how she became a fearless leader from it all. When fans around the world demanded more, the highly anticipated sequel, The Ridiculous Misadventures of a Single Girl, and the podcast FML Talk were born. And Gabrielle soon realized that her broken heart had bloomed a movement. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of swearing, so I refrained there. <laughs> I say that when I first heard about your podcast 
And I told you this during your podcast. I just, I love it because people are saying every day, fuck my life. And mm-hmm. it's so empowering to say it. So tell us your story. Tell us more about your story and what brought you to write the book for obvious reasons. But Yeah. Yeah. So I was married for almost two years. I found out my husband was having an affair with a 19-year-old for six months, among a lot of other extramarital issues. And uh, I filed for divorce and left. Shortly after that, I met a guy. We fell madly in love with each other and had this whirlwind romance that was like, meet my family, have my babies, like everything is signed, sealed, delivered. And he invited me to join him on a month-long trip to Italy. 48 hours before we were getting on the plane, he told me he needed to go by himself and broke up with me. And I was absolutely devastated. This man broke my heart like my ex-husband never could have done. And I was sitting on my bed at my mother's house because that's where you move when you're 28 and get divorced, Um, just in a pool of tears with a bottle of wine and was like, well, Gabrielle, you have a decision to make. You can either stay home heartbroken or you can go travel Europe for a month by yourself. So I took a backpack and did six countries over the span of a month and wrote Eat, Pray, FML about it. So how – so in your – I was reading on your website that that it's different from – the the movie Eat Pray Love. Oh my God, entirely. (laughs) In your book, like what do you want the reader and your podcast and your next book, what do you really want the reader to get out of your story about Eat Pray Fuck My Life? I think when people pick up my book, there's two different kinds of readers. There's the people that never read, but they're like, oh my God, this seems so juicy. I want to, you know, it seems like a Netflix show. Let's sit down and read and they'll read it in like two days straight. Um, Or there's the people who are looking for more of a deeper meaning and a journey to go on. Um, Regardless, when people pick up this book to read it, they're going to get all of the above. And it really, you know, it's you're going on this journey with me. So you feel like you're traveling across Europe and like sitting down over a glass of wine and like discussing all of this stuff with me. But I'm also talking about all of this really deep healing that I'm doing and trying to mend a broken heart and look at past traumas that have been, that have been, you know, really directing my life in a lot of different ways. So through my healing journey, everybody that's reading the book ends up going on their own big healing journey. So people that pick up the book to think it's just this like fun, light read or all of a sudden like, oh my God, my entire life has now been flipped upside down and I I have learned all this stuff just from reading this book. So how did you personally heal? And And obviously like healing is a journey that we are all on for life. There's always going to be something to heal, but I like to say that the big things to heal usually happen if you if you do heal them. If you look at them, they'll heal earlier. So like these big things that you needed to heal, how did you heal them? So my main thing on this trip was learning how to be okay by myself. Um, I had a long-stemming fear of abandonment from losing my dad when I was a little girl. I then lost my high school sweetheart in a car accident when I was 18. So I really had had this recurring trauma of when I love someone, they die. And at the core of that is fear of abandonment. So, I mean, as you know, with like manifesting and attracting, I was attracting unconsciously these men that were going to abandon me in different various ways. My ex-husband who abandoned me in like probably the most heinous way possible. And this man after who quite literally abandoned me two days before we were getting on this journey that he invited me on. 
So the universe was like, okay, Gabrielle, are we ready to go heal this abandonment stuff? Because once you heal that, you can start attracting people that aren't going to abandon you and like really learn how to love yourself. So I knew that I was trying to A, fix this fear of abandonment that I had and B, really learn how to be okay and learn how to love myself. Everyone had been saying, well, you have to love yourself before you love someone else. And if you don't have self-love, you can't be in a healthy relationship. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm ready to learn how to do that. Can anyone tell me how? And nobody could give me instructions on how you were supposed to like find this mythical self-love thing. So those were the two things that I was really searching for on this trip. The abandonment stuff, you know, solo travel will very quickly make you realize how capable you are on your own. And to go across the world with no plans and not know anyone and be like, okay, we're just going to figure it out really made me realize how okay I was without that safety net of people being there for me. And by the end of the trip, this came from a lot of different, you know, conversations and wild nights and, and discovering things about myself. But at the end of this healing journey, what I really realized centering around the abandonment was that I'm never truly abandoned because I will never abandon myself. And that was so huge for me to be able to learn, to be able to let go. Um, and the self-love stuff, you know, I felt like it was this mythical thing I was chasing. And whenever I look in the mirror and try and do that, I love you, Gabrielle. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. I feel like a freaking crazy person. Um, and it was like, there's got to be more to it than this. And when I came back from that trip, actually, which is why this part is written in the epilogue of Eat, Pray, FML, um, I fell into this really big depression because I came home and it was like everything just stopped. Like I got off the merry-go-round suddenly and I was back at home, divorced, like everything was suddenly still again. And to pull myself out of that depression, I was like, okay, I'm going to write down a list of things that I'm capable of giving myself every day that make my soul happy, that are going to make me feel good. And I'm going to commit to giving myself at least one of one of the things on this list every single day. And some days, you know, it was just one. Some days it was two. After I got comfortable with it, it was like three or four. And before I knew it, I was feeling so much better and it was because I was loving myself. And when I finally realized that loving yourself is as simple as giving your soul the things it loves, mm -hmm. it was a total game changer for me. Because we exist in these relationships, like whether it's romantic or you know a family dynamic, any type of relationship we have in our life, if we want the other person to experience love, we do things that make them feel love. So when we're talking about self-love, why would we not do those same physical acts that we do for other people. I love everything you're saying. And what I like to say is that we need to be, that the universe gives us what we focus on and the universe mm -hmm. will reflect how we are showing up so that we really do need to be showing up as our authentic selves, as joy, as love, so that the universe can bring us the reflection of that. Yeah. And when it comes to love, it can bring us that person that is aligned with us, that is that match. And so I love that you, you just went on this beautiful journey where you realized you, you took ownership. You saw that you were the common denominator. It's not your fault. Yeah. 
that you kept manifesting these guys that were leaving you. But that's the thing. Like people don't realize they don't realize they need to own what's going on so that they can start to look at the truth about themselves that they yeah. are worthy. They're not yeah. abandoned. I talk about this all the time on my podcast that if there's a pattern in your life, whether it's the men you're attracting or you keep getting che- like cheated on or you keep getting fired from a job, if there's a pattern in your life, you have to acknowledge that. And again, like you said, it doesn't mean that you're deserving of that, but there is something in you subconsciously that needs to be fixed or healed or adjusted for you to attract different stuff in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. You you have to, we all have a choice. You can either stay, and I love that you did this. You could either stay sad and depressed and feel like a victim mm-hmm. or you can make that shift because life is short and life should be enjoyed and we should feel good in life. And so you made that choice that you weren't going to stay, let your past determine your present or future anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the most important thing you can do in life is when you are faced with those decisions, you can choose to stay a victim and allow it to define your life for the rest of your life. Or you can choose to say, okay, this happened and I'm going to grow from it. I'm going to learn from it and it's going to make me a better person. Absolutely. And this is this is real stuff. It's happening every day. I love that you put it in a book and you talk about it in your podcast. And I mean, it's so inspirational and it's especially inspirational when it comes from somebody who's done it. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. not just saying, oh, just, just trust me. Just trust me. This works. You're saying- I fucking lived this. And I think that's why the book is so well received. It's not like I'm I didn't sit down to write a self-help book where I'm like this is what you should do if you're in this situation. Like it's genuinely just me going through my own journey, but because people are reading my intimate thoughts and the way that I'm trying to figure myself out and heal those past traumas, they're like, oh, I resonate with that. Oh, that's for me too. Oh, I get it. That's something I need Mm -hmm. to look at in myself. So they're really getting a self-help book, but it doesn't feel like that at all, which is what's so, so special about it, I think. And this is just coming to me right now. You know, you were saying that you went on this journey and you needed to go alone so that you realize that you're not alone and that you, but you can be alone, that you can love yourself. And then the irony is that this book is saying that I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got your back. I've yeah. been through this. And yes, you do need to get empowered and feel independent and, and love yourself and that whole journey. But I'm also going to go through it with you because I get it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, well, I know from all the DMs that I get from my readers that People really feel like they're my best friend after they read this book because they feel like we've been on this crazy journey together. And I absolutely love that. It it It's the reason why I open every message that I get um, because I know what a personal experience someone has had once they finish reading the book. And it's really special to me to be able to, to get that feedback and to hear from people. That's that's like the best compliment that somebody can give to you. That's my goal with my book also. I mean, it's getting published tomorrow. So yeah, people will feel like I'm their best friend, but that's the whole thing. We, there's such a fine line, you know, we're talking about not wanting to feel alone. And as you were talking about your story, what was coming to me was the thing is in life, you don't, we are never alone. We are, we are surrounded by our, our past 
well, if, if you believe this, you know, our angels, mm-hmm. our guides, our people that have passed on. So we truly are never alone in that way. And also there are people that love us. All we need to do is to be vulnerable and to tell them what's going on in our lives. And, right. and you'll be so surprised that people are there for you. But that's so what you're talking about is that you needed to go on that soul searching aloneness to connect with yourself, to know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. I mean, it it's crazy how you we we really don't realize how little time we spend with ourselves. Like even when we're technically alone, we're on our mm-hmm. phone or we're watching Netflix or we're doing both. Like it's mm-hmm. very rare that we're just with ourselves, with our thoughts, being like, "Okay, why is that thought coming up? Like what could that be trying to tell me? What is my heart saying? What is my subconscious saying?" So this trip really allowed me to do that for the first time in a very, very, very long time. And it, it, when you are able to do that, it brings up really sometimes difficult, but incredible things that you can work through and realize about yourself. And it ultimately helps you to shift your perspective. Oh, 100%. Like, I think that the ultimate goal is to not look at things, to look at things from an elevated point of view to see not, not that anything needs to be um, lessened, but to say, maybe it's not as bad. Maybe my life isn't doomed. Right. To have that elevated point of view from above and say, wow, but look what is here. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing you can ever do when you're feeling down about yourself or shitty about a situation is stop and start listing the things that you're grateful for. It will completely shift your perspective and turn your day. And like starting with your health, you know, like I've watched so many people this year go through huge health crisis. And it's like, if you have that and you're sleeping somewhere warm and you have food on your table, like you're doing better than half of, more than half of the country. Um, And it's, it doesn't, take very much to see how lucky we are when you when you open your eyes to look. Can you go back to, this is making me think of the list of things that you mm-hmm. would look at every night. Can yeah. you give us some of those things so that yeah. people get inspired? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I call it in the book, it's called the self-love cocktail because obviously I have to equate it to some kind of fruity cocktail or wine. Um, and mine specifically for that time in my life was going to the gym, eating healthy, meditating, dancing was a big one, writing, creating. Um, and there's some things that can be on that list that obviously like I don't love going to the gym. I don't love sweating and like getting a workout in. But I know that that after I do that, it's going to really improve my mental health. It's going to make me feel better in my body. It's going to bring endorphins. So that's certain things that can be on the list that don't necessarily make you feel stoked and like happy in the moment, but you know, like for the long goal, they're going to make you feel better. And then there's things like ordering sushi in and watching a trashy reality TV show with your sweats on and then taking a bubble bath. Those are things that like make you feel fantastic in the moment. Not that I'm speaking from personal experience. Um, So those are types of things that can be on your list too. Okay. Now, as you're talking, what is coming to me also is, you know, there's this whole 
freedom in being young and single and and no kids and you can just go and and on this trip so Mm -hmm. i i'm saying this also because i want maybe divorced widowed people to watch this and and know that this book is for them also that what is your advice like so maybe you can't go you know on this whole grand trip but i think well it sounds like what your message is is that you always can find a way to have self-care and that is so Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And I have readers that have connected with me in their 70s that write me and say, look, I'm I'm 72 and I'm going to divorce my husband because I just realized that I'm not being treated how I deserve. And I have readers in their 50s that have been like, I've read this book and finally figured out how to love myself. So it really spans all ages and gender, really. It's, it's you know, heartbreak and grief and learning how to love yourself is universal. Um, and I wholeheartedly believe that. But yeah, if you can't get on a plane and go to Europe, that's that's totally fine. Take a walk on the beach by yourself. Take time to like go be by yourself somewhere. Take time to do that list of things every day. And they don't have to be big things. It can be a 15-minute meditation in the morning. You know, wake up a little bit earlier before the kids to do that. Mm. Ask your partner to like take the kids for an hour or two and give that time to yourself. And so often in life, people will put their kids, their partners, their, the other people in their life before themselves. And it's really difficult, especially when, you know, you have kids and you're like, well, they're my world. It's like, no, you're your world. And if you're not showing up for yourself and you're not taking care of yourself and your mental health, your kids are only getting the the half version of you. And it's it's so incredibly important to remember that you are your your home. And you have to make sure that that home has a good foundation and that you're keeping it clean and you're you're doing what you need to do so that the people that are coming into your life are just adding to that. Yeah. I like to call it self-full, not selfish. Yes. I love that. Because you are full and you're whole and, and you have things to give. You're not giving from an empty cup. You're your cup runneth over. Yes, I you love like that so things. much. <laughs> well, this is good for you. So you know, it's like you put your oxygen mask on first. We've all we've all heard that, but it's so true. Even not just for children, but for life, like mm-hmm. your your significant other, your spouse, your friends, your family. That to show up just as zen as possible, as peaceful, as grounded as possible, and do whatever it takes to to get there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's as simple as putting that list on your mirror and committing to doing at least one or two of those things a day. And if you need help, like ask for help, you know, be vocal to the people that are in your life to support you. Say like, look, I need to start giving a little bit of more care back to myself. Can you help me as far as like taking the kids or can you give me time alone? It's It's really hugely important. Yeah. I mean, if we, yeah, like I said, if we don't take care of ourselves, we're just, everything kind of crumbles around you. Yeah. (laughs) You're crumbling inside. (laughs) If there's chaos inside, there's going to be chaos on the outside. Yep. That's what you're going to manifest and bring into your life if it's going on inside for sure. Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the sequel, the next book that you wrote. Yeah. So I published Eat, Pray, FML, and I very quickly found out 
from people, and I say this lovingly, berating me about what happened after Europe. Like, we need to know what happened once you came back. Um, I knew that there was a demand for the sequel. I just didn't know where my life was going because I was still living it. Um, so eventually in 2021, I published the sequel. And that's basically it spans over the two years of my life once I came home from Europe. Um, and it's it's a, it was a much more difficult book for me to write because I was, A, looking back on things that I had gone through instead of writing it in the moment while it was happening. Mm -hmm. I was also writing about a relationship that I was trying to protect that I was still currently in. Um, so my, my fiancé now, we um, – did not have an easy road on how we got to being in a healthy, happy relationship. And that's all detailed in the book. There's there's people from the past that come up. There's really, you know, intense things that I wasn't necessarily proud of that I had to own up to and write about for everybody to, you know, see authentically what happened because that's how I wrote the first book and that's how I wanted to write the second one. So it was a more difficult journey for me as a writer, but the feedback I've gotten from the second book um, is that people love it even more than they did the first uh, and that it really brings a lot of hope to uh, – in a real way, not in like the fairy tale movie way, but hope in a in a very real way. And I like that your story isn't you went on your journey and then things were perfect. Absolutely not. I was at the lowest point of my life when I came back from that Europe trip. And don't get me wrong, if you read Eat, Pray, FML just in itself, it ends on a really amazing and positive note because so much of that was how I was feeling when I was on the plane coming home from that trip. Um, but that does not mean that like the healing journey was over and like everything was just sun sunshine and rainbows. Like there was a lot of stuff to unpack once I came back from that trip. And you didn't just meet your prince and it was it went smooth. Like no. you didn't meet your, your now fiance and it was like, he just came and captured you and saved you. You said it was a road and people yeah. need to read the book. I'm guessing to. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a long, long journey, but I think that it really shows how when you're not healed within yourself, it's harder for you to accept the good things that come into your life um, and the journey of getting to be able to accept that um, and how wonderful it can be once you get there. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a long road. <laughs> and now you are engaged. Yes, we're getting married um, next month and um, in the, the happiest and healthiest relationship that I've ever been in. But um, it's, you know, and he he comes on the podcast occasionally to uh to share and everybody fell in love with his character in the second book so it's kind of like now instead of just feeling like they know me they know him as well and it's it's been a really incredible experience to have someone support me in that way you know it's not easy to have a relationship where your partner has to talk about her exes 5 days a week doing interviews on the podcast and um i i just couldn't have asked for a better person to uh to be supportive of all of that because he really sees how many people around the world it's touched and helped do you feel like 
Well, first of all, do you feel like it was meant to be that you met him? And then also, what's his name? Uh, in real life, Taymor. Tay. <laughs> Taymor. Okay, Tay. So do you feel like you, you've experienced, because I always tell my clients, you, and in my book I talk about, you will get to the point where when you meet your person, you're going to look back and it's all going to make sense and it's all going to be worth it. So do you feel like you met him and as hellish as everything has been, it was all worth it because now you have Oh, ab- absolutely. We talk about it all the time that even though there's difficult stuff in our journey and in that second book, that we wouldn't have the relationship we have and be where we are now if we hadn't gone through all of that. I believe that about my whole life. Like everything I've went through, you can look at my life as a blueprint. And it's like, of course she had to get cheated on so that she could get divorced, so that she could meet the guy after, so that she could get heartbroken and go on this trip and write the book and start the podcast. Like it's all a blueprint and makes so much sense. And I would go through it 10 times over to end up where I'm at now. And I feel like when people have it easy with love, they don't really cherish that person when they find them as much as someone who's been on a fucking journey, right? Yeah. And I I always say that like, and that's like true in any aspect in life. Like if you don't experience those lows and those heartbreaks and those, those grieving moments, how are you going to appreciate how incredible things are when that, that good stuff comes in? Yeah. It's the yin and yang. It's the light and dark yeah. of life. It's the sickness, health, like every, even sometimes when I get a cold, I'm like, I will, and it's, it's a good thing. I will always appreciate just yeah. like this, even just yeah. a cold. And then I, then you think about the people that are physically suffering. So yeah, I think we do need to have these. And by the way, having a cold is not the worst thing that's happened in my life <laughs> <laughs> at all. But I'm just giving an example of, <laughs> we really do need to have these challenges, these hellish moments, these dark nights of the soul yeah. to appreciate when the light comes in. Absolutely. It makes it so much better when when that light's finally here. And we feel so much stronger and empowered because we've gone on a journey and we're actually conscious and aware of, of ourselves and yeah. we're showing up whole and as ourselves. Absolutely. Okay. So anything else you want to add about your podcast? You wanna, I want you to um, tell everybody where they can find you, your podcast, both books, and anything else you want to add. Yeah. So both of the books are available exclusively on Amazon. The first is Eat, Pray, FML. The second is The Ridiculous Misadventures of a Single Girl. Um, You can also find both of them on my website, Signed by Me, and that's eatprayfml.com where we have all the podcast merch. I also came out with a self-love healing journal called Fuck Off, I'm Healing. And that was when my uh, my community made it very clear that they needed kind of like a step-by-step guide where I had like prompts and really walked them through not heartbreak in itself, although that, that is included in there, but any trauma that life has thrown at you, how to forgive, how to like let some of that shit go. Um, so that's available on the website as well. That's also on Amazon. And then the podcast is FML Talk. It airs every Wednesday. I have an episode with you coming up. I'm so excited about that. People are going to love that. Um, And it's really become a safe space where it's like therapy, but you know, I drop some F-bombs and we laugh and we really like just talk about some really important stuff that you, you need to, uh, to address in your life. Check out this lady's podcast and her books. Um, I mean, the podcast I know is so, I know the books are so inspirational. I, I was on the podcast and she's a wonderful interviewer and oh, we did have, you. 
We did have <laughs> such a, I think, a wonderful inspirational conversation. We did. This has been so inspirational. Um, I love when like-minded people come together, like, because yes. it's, it's not just like asking, going on to the next question. I mean, we're really talking about things that people I think can grab onto. Yeah, totally. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Of course. And I have a question. When someone is, when someone's looking up your book, do they need to put the hashtag FML? <laughs> no, it'll come up. It'll come up either way, <laughs> with or without the hashtag. <laughs> But if you are going to share her book on social media, now I'm like your agent. You're so funny. Definitely put the hashtags for all her stuff and tag her. Yes. I'm at Gabrielle Stone on uh, Instagram and at Gabrielle underscore Stone on TikTok. See, these things are important. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much. And as always, everybody can find me at therelationshipexpert.com. This was such a joy. You are so inspirational. Love your relatability, vulnerability. It's amazing. Oh, thank you, love. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. Of course. And everybody join me every week on Love Talk Live, LA Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Pacific. I hope everyone has a wonderful night. I'll see everyone later. Thank you. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.